When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back, guys. DGS 306. Happy Thursday to you. So Rach is gone for a couple of weeks. She's in Japan. She'll be back, uh, I think, on Monday the 13th or maybe some, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have our friend sitting in with us, Matt Polly, sitting with us today. Thanks for being here. Appreciate here. it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so uh, I've been talking about during the show, I didn't sleep last night, and you can check it out for yourself. Go to Drudge, and there's a story on Drudge today, again, simulation. We're clearly living in a simulation. Uh, that's about if you miss a night's sleep, it can actually be good for you the next day. And so they did studies with mice, and they deprived them of sleep. I don't know how you do if you keep shoving the mouse or what. <laughs> you poke them a little bit. That's what you do. And uh, the next day, they were more active. They described them as giddy. And they were highly sexual. So that's a warning to you, Paulie. Mm. Uh, how about that? I call BS on that. As somebody who gets two or three hours of sleep probably at least once a week, if not more, mm-hmm. I have none of those things the next day. I, I'm with you, dude. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. <laughs> Maybe mice and humans aren't the same. Yeah. What if, yeah. what if all this time it's like, oh crap. Yeah. This was just the mice and the monkeys. They should give the mice some of this stuff. See, some of that Panera lemonade. If see it would take it away from you, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> he scared me like the spider in the lady's ear. <laughs> uh, so Matt can obviously talk about more than sports, but uh, I've been saving my sports stuff until Matt got here. By the way, in the next segment, we'll talk to Tom Ackerman, sports director here at KMO. And he knew Bobby Knight and had a personal personal relationship with him. And Bobby passed away last night. We'll talk to Tom about that. He threw uh, me out of a room twice, by the way. No, Bobby he Knight. didn't. Yeah, I've been thrown out of a room twice in my life by Bobby Knight. Not That's physically. Even, no, but to, well, <laughs> That's no. even better. Because I say, you're a big man. That'd be hard to do. One, I was a student at K-State. We were doing a, uh, I was doing student radio of a women's game at Texas Tech. And knowing nothing because I was, you know, 20 years old. Yeah. Uh, I we got to the arena at Texas Tech early, and we were just going in to go set up our equipment. It's like three o'clock in the afternoon or something stupid like that, and the Texas Tech men are practicing, and we're like, ah, oh, no big deal. We'll just go in here and set up our stuff. And uh, Bobby Knight sees us walking in. He his practices were always closed. Yeah, he never had an open practice, and. He came over and yelled at us and told us in no uncertain terms to uh, get the you-know-what out of his gym. And then a few years later, I was covering a K-State-Texas Tech men's game where K-State beat Texas Tech. We were set up to do post-game outside of the Texas Tech locker room. He is just giving it to his team. 
but he can hear us, the media, in the other room somehow, <laughs> and he's not having that. So he sends a sports information director to kick all of us out of the room. So I love Bobby Knight. Don't get me wrong, but I am proud to say that I've been thrown out of a room That's twice cool. by him. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. like me being in an elevator with Betty White at a Four Seasons twice in my life. That's really weird. So why do, why do you love Bobby Knight so much? Uh, I... I appreciate people who do. Now, he's not a perfect human, not a perfect human. There's a lot of things he did that I disagree with. But I've always appreciated people who do things unapologetically their way. And that was him. And he graduated his kids. I don't think the way he did it couldn't work now. The world has changed too much. Athletics has changed too much. Uh, But he and he he can he cared about his players like that was something that gets lost in this sometimes i think he legitimately cared about his players and wanted the best for them and he used discipline in a way to get that did most of his players uh love him or did he have many people who said like oh god i hated bobby knight and here's why yeah not a lot not a lot of the people that hated him there are a few stories but they were pretty far and wide uh the vast majority of them Stood by him. Yeah. Yeah. I think most of them, the way he uh, used discipline set people up to have a lot of success in their life. And I Mm -hmm. think those people were smart enough to say, I've accomplished this, 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 and this in large part because of the lessons I learned under that a-hole 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. A couple of the other sports stories I had. One is this, I, I don't like this guy. He's on Fox News all the time, so I don't even care about him. But you, I'm sure you're aware, he has gone viral for saying that uh, if he could pick a, high, a boys' high school state basketball champion team to play a WNBA women's professional team, he would bet a million of his own dollars that if the WNBA team beats the high school boy state champs, he'll pay them a million dollars. And that's gone viral and people are like, oh, you're a sexist, you're a misogynist, you're this. Other people are saying like, well, he may be, but he's also right. What do you guys think? I don't think he's probably right. Uh, and I look, I love women's basketball. I spent a lot of time broadcasting women's college basketball. Um, it's a different game and men and women are different. And I just, I don't know where that line is where a men's team of this level would beat a women's team of uh, of this level. Like I I the the Division 1 men's college basketball champion would beat a WNBA team if you're playing by uh you know the way the game is called in a men's game. Like I I I don't think I'm saying anything bad by saying that. I don't think a high school boys basketball team in all likelihood is going to beat a WNBA team. So it's not an even playing field. I think it's kind of an a-hole thing to do. At the same time, not a whole lot of people watch the WNBA. It's not a great product. If I've got a choice to watch either women's college basketball or the WNBA, I watch women's college basketball all the time. I just don't think the WNBA is a very good product. Interesting. Man, it, it is a jerky thing to, to get into because there's no point. Like, what, what point is this guy making? What, men are bigger than women. Because that's what it is. Men are taller than women. That's the point. So, yeah, if you take the number one high school boys basketball team in the country that probably has at least three or four, if not five, Division One players on there, um, guys that, you know, ranging from 6'4 to 6'10, they have a physical advantage. Now, I don't know if there is skilled, definitely, I would think definitely not as skilled 
certainly definitely not as experienced. Those things matter. But in basketball, height matters. Jumping ability matters. And I don't understand the point of the conversation. Like, mm, men tall. That's it. That's what it means. That's the difference. That the center on the men's team is going to be six foot ten and can probably pull a quarter off the top of the backboard. Great. <laughs> what I mean, like what what what's the next argument? Right? That 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 the that the worst high school boys varsity basketball team would beat twelve year olds? I mean, and it's I'm not trying to trivialize this. It's simply a physical difference, and there's no point arguing it. It's a ridiculous claim, or it's a, it's just a ridiculous kind of. That's where the misogyny comes in. What what's the point of even bringing it up if you're in that guy's position? What do you gain? What are you trying to prove? And the the women's basketball, like people in women's basketball, understand this. They're not running away from this. You go to any women's college basketball team in the country, they practice against random guys who play uh, at that school. Every women's basketball team in the country has a practice team that they play against, and it's it's just guys who happen probably to be high school players. School. They were probably high well, school no, they players. They have to be students. Yeah. They, they, they're probably high school players. They they weren't good enough to play Division One or Division Two basketball, but they're men, and that's who the women practice against and use. That's a very common practice. There's nothing wrong with that. Hmm, that's yeah. interesting. It's just... I just find that whole conversation to be frustrating. Like, who cares? Like, <laughs> you won. Like in 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 some species, the female is the bigger, stronger of the species. In our species, it happens to be that physically, on average, certainly not a hundred percent, but on average, men are bigger, stronger, heavier bone density, more muscle density. And again, when you look at the top high, if you've never seen a top high school team, they look like a Division One college team. You know, I mean, when I was in high school, the number one team in our state, the number one team in Detroit, was led by Jalen Rose, who went on to a super successful long NBA career. He's a six foot eight, essentially point guard. Yeah. You know, I mean, they had five or six Division One players, three guys in the front line that were six nine or bigger. But that's <laughs> okay. The other story is I want you guys to explain to me what's going on and give me your opinion about Harbaugh and Michigan football. <laughs> And stealing signals. Is this like an Astros thing? Uh, it, it's in that vein, the way it's being described. So they have a guy that used to be, I believe, I don't know what his role was, but a guy used to be in the Navy, big Michigan fan. He wrote a manifesto about how they could get Michigan to the elite, 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 elite level over the next 20 years or something along those lines. They brought him in as a scouting analyst and he was unpaid until like three years ago. And three years ago, he got put on the staff. He's on the staff as a, as a member of their scouting team. Um, and he's apparently been, he's been accused of, and there's video of him being in places that he shouldn't be. You're not allowed to scout in person against an opposing football team in season. So like, let's say Mizzou and Georgia, Mizzou can't send a coach to Georgia in person and watch them. Um, but they also, you also can't record their sidelines. And that's what he's accused of doing is using cell phones to record the signals, the hand signals or the signs that they used to send in audibles, to send in plays. And he's also accused of like having other people do that for him. So he bought, he's bought tickets to like, like 30 schools or something. Yeah. yeah. Over the last few years, it's like 30 different games, all of them teams that Michigan's going to play. 
Um, and there are now videos of him on the sidelines standing next to Jim Harbaugh talking to him in, t- in the middle of the play, which is for people that don't know, like a, an assistant coach at that level, who's at the bottom of the food chain, who's just a, an assistant in the scouting. That person typically doesn't stand next to the head coach of a division one team. His Harbaugh commented. Not really. Yeah, not really. And, um, and how big a deal if it's proven true. Oh, if it's proven true, it could get it could get Jim Harbaugh a no sh- uh, 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 show cause, which means essentially a team would have to really explain to the NCAA why they should be allowed to hire him. Like he could get run out of college football. One of the most damning videos is uh, this guy wearing full Central Michigan gear. Uh-huh. He, he was he dressed up like a Central Michigan assistant coach and ended up on the Central Michigan sideline, right. taping the other sideline. Right, because they were playing Michigan State, yeah. and that's a team that Michigan would play. Um, apparently well, he, he had the glasses on that are like the spy glasses. And there's a video that shows the blue light turning on. <sighs> yeah, it, it's it. There's a lot of smoke. I don't think it's been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that he is absolutely doing these things. But some of the schools involved have security footage of him doing these things at games, like using a phone to record things. And he's not even supposed to be at those games. Number one, number two, you can't record with, with any kind and of equipment. It's hard to believe that he would do that without Harbaugh's knowledge. You know, he wasn't doing it, but because no well, somebody's paying him it. back for all these tickets, he makes nothing. He makes $50,000 a year. How's he buying all these tickets to games and traveling and doing all that? If nobody's paying him back. Yeah. I mean, there's that. And then there's the side of this, that even, even if you could argue that Harbaugh doesn't know, his program, he's responsible. Yeah. Hey, Mel, Bry here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy. Hey, Mikey, if you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl. But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget just as soon as I... Mikey, popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back, guys. DGS is 322. We have Matt Pauly sitting in with us. Right now we have Tom Ackerman, who uh, is always great, but he has special knowledge of uh, what's going on today. Bobby Knight passed away, if you hadn't heard, the legendary coach at Indiana University, where Tom went, and uh, Tom has a history with him. Tommy, thanks so much for calling in today. Hey, anytime, Dave. Appreciate it. So just, uh, I know you told a story earlier, but I didn't get to hear it. Tell us your story about Bobby. 
Yeah, so, you know, Bob Knight, legendary figure, and I had an opportunity to meet him. And how that happened was my dad um, and I, my dad was a great friend of Larry Ziegler. Uh, Larry is a St. Louis native who played on the PGA Tour. In fact, he's still doing great. He's 84 years old, lives in Orlando. I talked to him last night uh, for a long time. He uh, invited us to play or to go to a celebrity golf tournament that he was playing in in Vail, Colorado, and we were out there on vacation. So we went to go see Larry, and he said, come out and see me. I'm playing with Bob Knight. But Coach is a great friend of mine. My dad and I are like, whoa. So we went to, we went to the tournament, and we went down to the practice green to meet him uh, just to say hello before they went out. And Larry looks at me, and, and I'm 16 years old, and he said, Tommy, hey, you want a caddy for Coach Knight? And Coach looks at me and says, well, let's go. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is happening. So <laughs> suddenly I'm on the other side of the ropes, and I'm and I'm uh, getting into a golf cart and driving to the first tee, and I'm with Coach Knight all day. And he is silent, doesn't say a word to me. And so to break the ice as we're driving the cart, I said, hey, so, Coach, you ready for basketball season? And he says, Tom, I'm never ready for basketball. It's like July, you know. Tom, I'm never ready for basketball season. Uh, I'm just thinking about golf right now. And I was like, oh, my God, I just blew this. <laughs> so, he, uh, but, but as we are hanging out and he warms up to me and, you know, this, these two people are hanging out on the golf course together, we connected. And uh, as it turns out, at the end of the round, he was asking me about, am I looking at college yet? And he pushed Indiana, so pushed it so far that he said he would set up a tour of campus for me. And I thought, well, that's, you know, I, I thought, I mean, I thanked him, but I didn't think it would really happen. Well, it did happen. They called, the university called me. He was apparently trying to recruit me to come and try to be a student manager for the team. As it turns out, I pursued broadcasting, but I was so grateful uh, and as life uh, takes turns, my uh, dad tragically died of a heart attack right before I went to college. And um, it was a very difficult time for me and my family. And I went to school. Coach Knight found out about it, had only met my dad at one time briefly. And we were connected only through a friend. You know, my dad was a friend of a friend of you know, I'm just a kid at IU. Well, Coach Knight takes it upon himself to make sure that I was taken care of, that I was comfortable. He checked in on me, and I stayed connected with him from that point forward. And I'm just, you know, on a day like yesterday, I continue to be reminded of how you can step into somebody's life and change it. And that wow. is, that's how I feel. And that's, you know, I understand and I know all about his career in basketball, but to me that's where he stands with me. That's an amazing story, Tom. So we all know the public, Bobby Knight. You know, he's probably throwing a chair at St. Peter right now. Um, <laughs> what was he like in private? What was he like in his calmer, kinder moments with you? He's a very, uh, I will remember him as very emotional uh, and very, and, and I mean in a, you know, could tear up very easily at a story uh, I think was, privately regretting some of the things that he did publicly, but he was very much set on being 
great and everybody around him being great, and he demanded greatness. And I think that that tormented him at times, but he was also, you know, very affable and uh, kind in, in, in private and publicly to a lot of people just to, just to always looking for ways to be better and to find success and to understand leaders. I mean, I think that he, he lived a life where, you know, he did a lot of reading. He spent a lot of time away from basketball to reconnect and, and understand people. Uh, that was one of his great attributes is, is his ability to connect with people. Now, he also had, you know, that hot temper that it ran extremely hot. And there were some times, of course, where people around him very close to him regretted that that he was that way. But he, he stayed in his ways. But I, I always found him to be uh, a very good listener and person. And, you know, the, the, some of the things that, that you hear about him and, you know, they get overshadowed by all of the good that he did in the background because he didn't ask for any uh, any attention to it. I mean, he did a lot of things, probably still the, the, even those that were closest to him have no idea. Visiting people in the hospital, giving money to people, helping them pay their bills, uh, working behind the scenes to, to make somebody uh, make their day and their life better. And I'm an example of that. That's amazing. Uh, Tom, we have Matt Pauly here. Did you know that he kicked Matt Pauly out of two different rooms when Matt was uh... – <laughs> he really did. Yeah. When I showed up once to do a Texas Tech-Kansas State women's game, and I had no clue what I was doing as a 20-year-old probably, and I walked into uh, one of his practices to set up my equipment, and he did not appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, that well, that would be an absolute no-no because all of his practices – that's the other thing is that, you, you know, knowing – you had no – uh, all these different rules. He was a stickler for rules. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And his team never broke any rules, and his team had a lot of rules uh, internally. And one of the rules was all of his practices were closed, always. Uh, and so uh, media, people on the outside were not able to crack that inner circle of practice. So that, that, that I completely understand. You know, one of the things about him as a basketball coach was that I think ultimately was – was one of the, it, it describes him well, I think, is that he always pursued perfection in basketball, and I think that that's impossible. I mean, I think that he explained to people that mistakes do happen, but I think inside he wanted these games to go perfectly. This just doesn't work that way. Like it's almost like he tried to beat the game of basketball hmm. by being the best of the best of the best. And, and sometimes I think you have to take a step back. I mean, he, he actually would, I believe, be angry at a player if the team won by 25, 30 points, but the players didn't play the way that he wanted, he would be upset. They could lose the game, but the players played the game as well as he saw the game played, and he would not be as upset. And so he was more of a bigger picture than sometimes what that scoreboard read. Well, thank you, Tom, for sharing the story. Condolences. We appreciate it. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 336 DGS, Matt Pauly sitting in with us. Dave Murray joins us. Hello, Dave. Hi there. Uh, before we jump into weather, I have okay. a topic like I, I typically do. Uh, so we have a Nerf ball from the 70s that I bought on eBay, and it's in the big office at KMOX, and Wheels and I throwing it around today. And I said, if there was a football league with the Nerf ball, I would be pro right now. I would be a multimillionaire. I just can't grip a real You'd football. You'd want state. I would, I would want state easy. Throw I could the throw ball over a quarter mile. Mountain. Quarter mile over that mountain. Uh, <laughs> also, this is very Bobby Knightish. So one day when I was about eight, I came home and my dad had erected a basketball pole and backboard and hoop. But mm-hmm. he made it himself out of just plywood or something. And it was about nine feet. And it, there was, it was just grass. And by the time I graduated high school, it was dirt because I played all the time. I could beat anyone on that court because, like, the you know, the wood is weird and the bounces are weird. And it was like the kid from Hoosiers. And then I went to seventh <laughs> grade Jimmy. and it was plexiglass and 10 feet. And I'm like, what game is this? Like, <laughs> if a game you played as a kid had a pro league, what could you be a pro at right now? Even if it's like the floor is lava or keep the balloon up or whatever it is, what did you do as a kid where you're like, no one can touch me at this? I would throw like a kickball over the roof and run around the house and catch it on the other side. I love it. That's perfect. Yeah, That's awesome. We used to do the same thing. What a feeling that was, right? It was so good. When you got it, you know, you'd see that last bounce and be up in the air. And you'd <laughs> yeah. get it. It's like, yes. That's funny. <laughs> Kickballs, by the way, like the little red yeah. one that goes ping. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. That's great. Poor I would football. be the leading scorer in sock hockey. Tell me about sock hockey. So we invented this in grade school. Um, we played on a little gravel court area. And we made goals out of like the like the playground equipment. Like there were these little like you know the little bouncy horsies for the littler kids. Yeah. So they were like equidistant apart on each side of it. So those were the goals. 
and the rules were all over the place. It was part hockey, part soccer, part lacrosse, where you could only score by kicking the ball in, but you could pass by throwing it, but you could only take two steps before you had to throw it. You couldn't run with it. You could dribble with it as a soccer player as far as you wanted to, and you could have full contact like hockey, like you could hit each other. It was awesome. Sounds legit. It was great. <laughs> it was great. Every Especially day at little, recess. The little bouncy horsey. I know. Dude, one time I went to make a save and I hit my head. I think it was not great. Especially if you put a couple of real kids on them and if you knock them <laughs> off, it's like a three-pointer. Yeah. Yep. Get the little kids in there. Get those kindergartners in there. Dave, anything come to mind? Uh, crumpling. I, I don't know a name for it, but crumpling up paper and tossing it into a basket. A waste like a trash oh, can. I thought you were going to say spitballs. That would have been great. <laughs> Oh, I was good at that. Yeah, me too. That's how that's how I got through physics in in high school. <laughs> is that we would set up little nets on the big big you know experimental tables for physics where you'd run run all kinds of lessons and stuff, and we'd do we'd do little spitballs and and field goals and stuff like that. Okay. We were we were not paying attention, obviously. What were you terrible at? Like, for example, when you would make the little paper football, you know, and you'd kick yeah. it with your finger, yeah. Horrible. Really? Horrible. I was terrible at that. Terrible at making it or kicking oh, it? Oh, I couldn't make it in a million years. Okay. Yeah, I can't make it. I'm pretty good at kicking them, though. I was yeah. terrible at kicking them. Okay. Anything, I don't know. Anything you just struggled at? Everything. You mean like a made-up type thing or an actual yeah, sport? Anything. Anything, yeah. Anything. Yeah. anything. I, you know, I have, I have an older brother, and we all know my older brother's name because yep. he's legendary now. Don yep. Murray. Uh, uh, I, you know, basketball. My brother was really good at basketball. He's three years older, so everybody expected me to be good at basketball because of that. Yeah, and th- yeah, and I wasn't. Uh, and, but I learned that pretty pretty quickly. So it was, you know, no delusions about this. Let's let's move on to something else. I could not climb the rope in the gym. I, oh, no, oh, no. I couldn't I do it. I could do a million pull-ups uh, and sit-ups. I, I could not climb that stinking that. thing. I've told this story a million times, but I grew up next to uh, Blake Ahern, who. Played here in St. Louis and played. He was a DeSmed and went to Missouri State. Played pro for a while. Now he's an assistant uh, coach in the NBA. We played hundreds of basketball games on our driveways. Hundreds. I never won once. Not a single time. You would have thought that I would have at some point just got lucky and won. Never. He had the flu never, or something. Never. <laughs> he beat me every single time we played. Did it make you into a really good ball player? No. Though? No, not at all. Not at all. I was, the closest I ever got was I was at a, I went to a basketball camp down in Cape Girardeau and I came back feeling good. And uh, I, you know, I go over to get him and we're going to play basketball and I get up big, like I'm up like nine, one or something. And then he just rolls off nine straight points and still beats me. That's the closest I ever got to beating him. That's pretty cool though. That's pretty neat. Growing up like that next to a, a pro. Uh, Dave, what do we got for weather? It's looking pretty sweet. It's looking really good. Uh, you know, warming trend, obviously. We got into the low 60s today. That's about where we should be. 38 tonight. We can handle that after the last couple of nights. 65 tomorrow. Sunny, little windy in the afternoon. 45 Friday night. Saturday, gorgeous. Partly sunny, 68. A weak little front's going to come by Saturday evening. Could bring a couple of sprinkles, but I think that's about it. And 68, partly sunny on Sunday. Also, we mentioned this yesterday, still looking like a pretty good cold snap, possible record cold coming in here around November 10th, November 11th. Fall back weekend, set your clocks back one hour before going to bed Saturday night. Very cool. How's K-State doing this year? 
Uh, football wise, mm-hmm. they're okay. They lost. Uh, they lost the game to Mizzou earlier this year. Oh yeah, yeah, them. yeah. Uh, but they're they only have one loss in Big Twelve play, so I think they're tied for first right now. They're good. They're, yeah. They were ranked in the top twenty five in the college football playoff rankings that came out earlier this week. Is uh, K State doing well? And KU doing poorly about the same level of happiness for you. Like, KU's doing very well. <laughs> Obviously, they beat Oklahoma. Does that, like, break your heart? So right now, ask me that question in three, four years. Right now, with, like, teams leaving the Big 12, with Texas and Oklahoma leaving, I was really happy when Kansas knocked off Oklahoma this past weekend. Okay. Because they're, they're in the Big 12. They're sticking you. around. So we're shoulder to shoulder a little bit here yeah. with KU. Two, three years down the road when everything's stabilized. I watched – uh, so. I'm obviously invested in KU now because my daughter Phoebe goes there, uh, a freshman. Uh, I watched them play an exhibition game against the Illini. Yeah. They look terrible. The KU did. The basketball team? Yeah. They'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. They'll be fine. All right. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Self knows what he's doing. Yeah. They'll be fine. Okay. They do this every year. They're pretty good. All right, fair enough. Yep. You'll Thank enjoy you. it. When you see them play the for real, you'll be you'll be happy. And what about your alma mater? Aren't you guys struggling? Miami? Yeah. Yeah, we're just doing Miami things. Like they're fine, they're good, they're just not good enough. Yeah. You mean football? Yeah, I mean like if they if they had just taken a knee, if the coach could just tell <laughs> oh, time. That's right. That's if the coach right. could just tell time, they'd be 7 and 1 right now, sitting pretty. Yeah. And Andrew Lewis and Clark, how you looking? Yeah, um, I don't think they have. <laughs> okay. I don't. I'm, I'm not sure they have a basketball team. Fair oh, they're a football team. They have a football team. Do they? <laughs> what, what's the, ma- what's the right. mascot? It's, never it's, like spit, it's like spitball. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the mascot? Is there a mascot? I believe it is the color blue. Okay. I think it's just blue. Are you serious? I remember there. I don't. I've never saw a mascot, but I saw like you know LC with like a so blue you guys don't background. Have sports of any kind. Uh, I do. I they have sports. I don't know in what like capacity they compete. Like I don't know who like they compete against. Did I know you they have. Go there. I did go there. Believe it or not, the community college sports teams weren't making that big of a, an impact on our they daily have, lives. They have the most appropriate mascot. Uh, a sad uh, <laughs> trailblazers. Very depressed. Yeah, trailblazers. Yeah, of course. Oh, makes sense. Yep. Of course. <laughs> sure. He's like, he's like, a it's canoe. a really sad animal that's about to die. I was going to say their mascot was a uh, 2.1 GPA. It is kind of a big dog, too. They, they got a dog on there. Did one of Lewis and Clark have a dog? Uh, I don't think so. Maybe. Because they got a big dog who's kind of their guy that represents the trailblazers. All right. Uh, you know a little not- too and much that, about this. And that dog's name is Blazer. Andrew will not be doing live endorsements for Lewis and Clark. <laughs> Andrew's like, the really sick animal. Yeah, we're the losers. I think it's just a color. <laughs> we're the couldn't get into SIUE. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nate. Appreciate it. All righty. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. 
Just do a quick search for Tecovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tecovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 350 DGS, beautiful, gorgeous day out there. Going to be a great weekend. Uh, Matt Pauly sitting in with us. Rach is in Japan. Hopefully she's having a great time over there. What time is it? So it's 14 hours and it's 3.15, so it's like early, early morning. That freaks me out. I think it's like 6 That just freaks me out. That's, That's not real. Japan's not real. Japan's not real. She's at home. It is 5.50 a.m. on Friday. Oh, shut up. Um... It's, they're in the. She's in the future. She is in the future. <laughs> the heck! Let's text her and ask what Apple's trading for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were you guys just playing, and what does it mean for the Blues? You want to describe it? Uh, yeah, one of the analysts last night on the uh, Turner broadcast just killed the Blues defensively. They're playing some video and showed a bad angle that a Blues defenseman took last night on one of the Colorado goals. And this guy who hasn't played in a while was basically like, I could have, I can play. It's Paul for yeah. hockey people. Yeah. Uh, he says, I could play. I, I, I could do this. There's, I would be able to do at least this. And uh, I mean, he kept going for a while. It was a minute of him just destroying the Blues defensively. And does it seem to be systemic, a bad night, or is this sort of the it, way? It was my big worry about the team coming in was whether or not the guys, they're the six defensemen they're going to suit up every night are going to be good enough. I mean, they don't really have a number one. I'm not sure that anybody's really a number two either. So their top four guys are all kind of like three, four, and everybody's five and six are just five and six. I mean, they're not special. They're not especially bad. But they they need to be a lot better for this team to be competitive. And then the other thing that I thought that this team was going to be decent at was scoring goals. They're the second lowest scoring team in the league. Jordan Kyrou can't score a goal to save his life. And that's, you know, he'll probably bust out and have. Well, he didn't last year. What's that? He didn't last well, year. What did he end up with? Like 30 goals, 35 goals? It just felt like he did not have the impact last it's year. It's just that they're, they're in a weird spot. And we kind of, that was my, I think they should be better than their record or than their, than their performance indicates now. Um, but they're very, they're in a really middling spot. Like they're not super dynamic. They're not a great skating team. Um, I think they only had two forwards rated in the top 150 or 200 in terms of the guys who play the fastest. Um, so that's 
kind of an indicator. This is a game about playing fast right so now. That typically comes back to culture, which typically typically is laid at the foot of the coach. Uh, I think I happening? think some of this is roster construction. Yeah, if you okay. watched that game last night against Colorado, the difference in athleticism, and that's where speed comes yes. in. Yes, yeah. Difference. In, it felt like they were two teams playing in two different leagues. Uh, they they had no shot. They had no shot. There is so much of a difference between the Blues and the Avalanche from a just an athleticism standpoint. Uh, and I, I don't. You can't fix that. You can't teach. You can't coach athleticism. Yeah. the the real The real issue has been that there are some deals that uh, contracts that are holding them back. Um, I mean, the Tory Krug contract is he's not playing well enough to justify it. Colton Pareko is not. He's being paid like a top defenseman, but he's not close to playing at that level. And when you're starting there, and it's not just that there are guys, I, I, I think Matt is correct. I mean, Jordan Kyrie has got to figure it out. You know, this, you're, you're not a rookie anymore. You've got to figure out how to play both ends of the ice. You can't be just a scorer and not pay attention or not be good on the defensive side for a team that demands for a coach in Craig Berube that demands you play the 200 foot game that you play on both sides. And there isn't enough just raw talent to overcome anything missing in attention to details. And there's ability. They should be better than they play. Feels like it's been like this for a couple seasons. Well, I mean, part of it is the natural, not, I wouldn't say it can be part of a natural process following winning a championship because they went hard to get there. And then they had a lot of difficult contract decisions to make. I think the one that really, really hurt was choosing Pareko and letting Petrangelo go. Yeah. And I'm not trying to pile on Colton Pareko. He's a good guy. You know, I, he works hard. He's had injuries in the past, but he's just not at the level that he needs to be when you're being paid that much. And that, and they're at the cap. Like, they have no room. It's not like they can just go spend to get somebody else. Yeah. So it's there, there are some pieces that, aren't, that just aren't fitting. Gotcha. Uh, we're going to be back at the top of the hour. We're going to talk about uh, the series, World Series finished last night. We'll do Stairway to Kevin. Uh, Matt Pauly's going to continue to hang out with us a bit. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.